Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident and a six times gold medalist in the transplant games of america get ready for shut up and grind here's your host robert b foster This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the U.S. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I have deal with, with the nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility, and we, we cross-promote. You know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point, Coming to you on a Tuesday morning, episode number 39 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, the tank top wearing phenom, Robert B. Foster. I just threw that that one in there just now. All right, so you guys know we are going to be turning this from just a podcast, not just a podcast, but from a podcast into a morning show. So you're going to catch me every day at 11 o'clock. Why? Because the world needs more me, damn it, that's why. No, just kidding. It's like, 
the feedback that I'm getting from the, from the viewers, from the audience, from the guests being on the show is like we are onto something very, very good and very positive here. So I am booked out through mid-May already. So I'm going to be adding more more time slots. I'm going to be bringing you guys more and more amazing guests, kind of like the one I have coming on today. And we're here to inspire you. We're here to motivate you, to entertain you. We are here to educate you. And most importantly, we're here to transform you. So that's the purpose of this show. So why would I only limit that to two days a week when there's millions upon billions of people out there in this world that need to hear our message? And as I said, it's not all about me. I bring on guests every single week, experts in their field. I bring in bring them to your authors, other, other show hosts, writers, you know, TV personalities, professional athletes, like bringing you all kinds of experts from around the world, people from Australia, from Canada, from Mexico, from Ireland, from England, and today from New York. <laughs> so joining me to have the discussion, I didn't even tell you what we're discussing yet. So today we're going to discuss about the law of attraction. So now you may have heard this term, you may think it's an overused term, but the gentleman I have coming in today wrote a book titled The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. So we're going to come at this from a completely different angle. He's going to take the lead. Just kidding. It's my show. I'm taking the lead. All right. <laughs> so his name is Andrew Kaplan. He's a host of the hit podcast Shatter the Mold, where his message is freeing yourself from group thinking and level up your life. As I just mentioned, he also wrote the Amazon number one best-selling book, the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. And we will be sharing a virtual stage in a couple weeks at the Comeback Champion Summit. I just found that out today. So we will be inspiring the world together. Welcome, Andrew Kaplan. Hey, show, Robert B. Foster, thanks so much for having me, man. And when you said Tuesday, you weren't kidding, man. This is the second day of the second month. Two people, and my job is to make this show too awesome, and that's my best yeah. part of the day. Out of the way there. <laughs> I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So we have have someone says, you're an inspiration to me. Also bring experts to discuss my field, astrology coaching. You got it. I will find one for you, Sally. I will find one for you. All right. So, Andrew, let's talk. Let's get, yes, to, know, let's get to know each other better. So before you became an author, what were you doing prior? Yeah, well, you know, I've been, I don't know how old or young I look, but I've been an entrepreneur for like over 20 years now, like straight out of college. I did one job for about 10 months and that was just to build up capital to start the first business. So was that, you know, was that the WWE job? Well, you know, the w, it's funny, the WWE, this is how far I'll date myself even more. It was WWF back when I was doing it. Okay. Um, that was a final, like that was my last internship before going out into the real world. That was my last, you know. Uh, my you know last soiree into just like that kind of lifestyle and oh my god the stories I can tell from that job that was it, it's a little bit surreal when you're growing up a, a wrestling fan and then you're riding the elevator with Vince McMahon yeah. and every so often Stone Cold Steve Austin and they had a gym on site by the way oh, so yeah. every so often you know the wrestlers come in town you see like Stone Cold Steve Austin working out next to you I got in a little bit better shape that summer just because I was in the gym so much because I wanted to see my stars. So yep. it was pretty fun. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I had to bring that up. I saw that on your Facebook page because like, I grew up a wrestling fan, you know, bringing my, my kids to, to shows and stuff now too. So I saw that. I was like, you know, I got to I gotta breach that topic. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. The stories I could tell. Some I shouldn't tell, but the, the ones I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny. And um, 
I, I've got to be careful because like one answer will like uh, will answer 20 questions. But I mean, the whole thing about the book was, I mean, I just wrote the book in 2019, but the experience that I'd gotten that inspired the book was 11 years prior to that. Okay. And even my first experience with law of attraction was, you know, years before that, like I learned about law of attraction back in 2004. And I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that could relate to, you know, or even salespeople, you have to kill your own dinner, so to speak. You know, when you don't have the steady paycheck, you've got to make the commission, you've got to make the sale, you've got to bring the business in. For me, <laughs> law of attraction was one of these things where I was just looking for all these different positive thought modalities, all these yes. personal development stuff. And that was just one thing of many. And the interesting thing about it was for me, it was hit and miss. I had my successes and I had my failures. And I kind of used to think like this law of attraction thing, um, which became a fad in 2006 with the explosive success of secret. I, I thought it was inconsistent. And I'd later find out I was inconsistent. Mm -hmm. I would later realize that whenever I actually did it and didn't stop, which I know why I was doing that to begin with, it actually worked. So uh, a very, very surreal path here, man. And um, I don't want to spoil too much because I'm sure we'll get to, to what in, like what got me to really do that. But it was a lot of just like ebb and flow these past 20 years, just doing different businesses this is before finally saying, let me do a business that's going to be fun for me. That if a customer writes in, I'm going to be excited to write them back and engage with them. I'm not going to get bored. I'm not going to get restless. I'm just going to keep going forward with it. So between the book and the YouTube channel supporting it, I finally feel like I have a level of fulfillment that I'm actually putting value out into the world versus just another one of my businesses that may or may not go in any certain direction. Gotcha. Good stuff. All right. So you said you had a lot of successes and a lot of failures. Mm -hmm. So what type of failures are we talking? Well, it was really just one of those things of <laughs> like what's everyone hears about the law of attraction. Like, OK, I'm setting a certain goal to make a certain amount of money in, in this year or I'm setting it because I want to bring something ridiculous to me, whatever it might be. It was just a simple thing where I was being unrealistic because um, my thought patterns were in contradiction to what I was trying to do where it was a couple of years where I wasn't bringing any money and things weren't working the right way. And actually, it's kind of funny, like this all came to a head uh, 2008, like I was telling you, where uh, I lost my business and my girlfriend all in the same week. Wow. And it wasn't like, and by the way, the breakup, man, it wasn't in person and it wasn't even over the phone. It was via text. Oh, it was boy. like three relationship down the tubes um, over text um, because I had been so desperately trying to hold on to the business that yeah. I was all over the place. I wasn't focusing on the relationship. Nothing mm -hmm. was working. So it's one of those things where it became a snowball and a self-fulfilling prophecy. And like within three days, really, I felt like 90% of my life was gone. And, you know, I think anyone could probably relate like, wow, that was probably not the most enjoyable time in your life, Andrew. And they're right. And, you know, I'm waking up depressed, waking up frustrated and impatient. And I'm like, what, the, what am I doing with my life here? I've wasted my 20s. Like nothing's happened here. And I'm just, I was scanning and I kind of came to this realization that like, oh, wait a second, that law of attraction thing actually did work whenever I, I kind of did it. And I just got stubborn and I got indignant. And I said, you know, you know what? All right, that's it. I don't care what happens, when it happens, why it happens or how it happens. Nothing else is working. I'm just going to go all in with this thing. And when I say thing, I'm talking about gratitude methods, visualization exercises, really simple stuff. And when I say all in, I don't mean all day, every day, because I knew enough about myself to be like, I'm going to burn out. But I was pissed off enough that I can do five or 10 minutes every single day without fail. And again, I didn't care how long it was going to take. I can do those five minutes every single day. But the I guess the, the results that I got were, were kind of miraculous. And it's almost like a storybook because like two weeks in, I feel better. 
which is saying a lot with a broken heart. Mm. Three months in, I'm in a brand new relationship, way healthier one, mind you, and I'm over my ex. Four months later, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And six months later, man, and you know, you understand how the gym, like you could relate. I'm in the best shape of my life. Everything's on all cylinders. I'm waking up happy and fulfilled. And I finally realized not through all those law of attraction books, not that they weren't awesome and not through all the law of attraction programs and videos, but through my own life experience that this works if you work it, even if you don't believe in the law of attraction, even if all this time, even after writing this book, it's not really the universe doing this. Even if it's not energy doing this, even if it's something else that I don't understand, even if it's all in my head, like it works because one way or another, you're putting in this work or you're putting in this energy or focus, these results are coming out from it. Absolutely, spot on. So I want to just highlight, highlight, <laughs> highlight your failures. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the audience listening. So he said he felt like his goals were unrealistic, that his thoughts were in contradiction to his values. I, I, I'm paraphrasing, so I'm glad to mm -hmm. write fast, you know, to keep up with you. At one point, he felt like he pretty much hit rock bottom, losing his business and his relationship. He was waking up depressed, felt like he was wasting away his 20s. And he had a broken heart. So like how many of you out there listening can identify with some of those feelings? Because I know at some point we all can. And those of you who are listening, if this is resonating with you, let's spread the word and hit that share button. Right. Spread the word. So now. You just said that everything else that opened up from you for you, it's because you had a vision. OK, mm -hmm. so de describe that vision. Well, here's here's where it gets really interesting. And here's where I'm so left of center of like what a lot of people go through, because I believe in setting goals when they feel good and when they feel bad, it's it's only going to be too much. So I'm a I'm a better goal setter now these days. But back then, when I kind of like had that moment that everything was working, it was more of like a generalized goal. It was more of a thing where it's like, listen, no matter what happens here, I don't care what happens. I just know there's going to be improvement. I just know that there's going to be an improvement to all these categories of my life. And I'm going to have, I'm going to be this walking, living invitation to it. I don't even care how it happens. I'm just going to be receptive and open. So um, for me, it was a very, very open-ended type of thing. And it, because of that, believe it or not, that was kind of a gift because I finally got myself out of this place of having to figure out how it's going to work. I no longer had to figure out every single minute, minute move and could instead just invite and bring it in for myself. Well said. Well said. Um, I want to just add to that, too. Like, so I was in the restaurant industry for 20 years. Mm. So I always I always had it in my mind that I wanted to do something in the fitness sports world because I was an athlete my entire life. So I always knew I wanted to do something. So it was there swirling around in my subconscious. But something stopped me from, from, from doing it. It could have been that I was a college dropout. It could have been that I just didn't really think I could do something like that. So we fast forward and I start doing it. And I remember I had a conversation with my mother and I told her, I said, you know what? I'm going to have my own fitness business. She goes, how? I said, I have no clue. Oh, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea because I had no savings. I had bad credit. And I was like, I, I, I don't know. I said, but I'm changing people's lives. I said, so if I just focus on changing people's lives, at some point, a door is going to open. Yes. And yeah. then down, down the line, a door opened where a couple of my, my clients invested in me to open up my own facility. You know, and it's like they came to me. I didn't even go, go to them. So, like, 
along the lines of what, what you're saying, you know, if you're focused on something that you want to do and that's all you focus on and you block out the noise, the law of attraction works 100% of the time. Yeah, man. And it's really interesting because, again, it's such a fad now because, again, it blew up with the secrets of people a lot of, back then. They kind of tried it and I could even explain why. They probably didn't get the results that they wanted and then they kind of tossed it aside. I do want to kind of reinforce for people listening right now that think it's still a fad or think it's a whatever um, because, and you know, people understand fitness, they'll relate to this. It's kind of like, you know, lifting weights to get muscles, which is a very oversimplified sentence, but everyone understands it. Yes. I can give people two explanations as to how that works. Maybe there's more, but the two that I have in my mind is one, you lift weights and then you go to sleep at night and the muscle fairy comes and waves a magic wand and poof, <laughs> more muscles. And then you could rock the tank top and you know, you're, you're making it look good, right? Yeah. The other explanation is that when you're lifting weights, you're putting so much stress on your body that you're getting micro tears in your muscles that your body then responds to by filling in those tears with more muscle fiber through its own natural healing process. Now I probably butchered that explanation, but I'm sure most people be like, well, that's the one, Andrew. And yeah. my answer is, it actually doesn't matter which one it is. All that matters is, you lift weights, you get muscles. You put an X, you get Y. And by that same token, again, whether or not the law of attraction is real, even though I believe it is, whether the universe or energy is real, even though I believe it is, when you do simple gratitude or visualization methods the right way, which we can talk about, you will get a result. And the best part is you don't have to credit me. You don't have to credit my book. You don't have to credit the law of attraction. You don't have to credit the universe. All you have to do is notice that it happened, appreciate it, and keep up with what's working because that's the only thing that it really comes down to. I mean, there are certain people where it is valuable to know from a physiological, educational, personal trainer standpoint how working out, how it actually does something. But for the person just getting the result, they don't need to have that information in order to receive the things that they want. Love it. Mar Marianne just commented with she's definitely buying this book. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Awesome. I hope you enjoy it. I really do. Awesome. Yeah. And again, and that's the purpose of doing this, ladies and gentlemen who are watching. This is for you. Like we are here for you. We have both lived this. Well, like I, I had, I mean, those of you who listen on, on the regular, I've told my story over and over, but you guys re remember me being on the side of the road, having a panic attack at 32 years old because I hated the direction my life was going in. I hated it. And I had to make a decision. And again, I said I had bad credit. I had no savings. I raising five, five kids. And, you know, there's a lot of lot of reasons I could have used to not move forward and to just stay comfortable in doing what I'm doing. But I made a decision like I, I didn't want to do it. And last year when COVID hit and shut my gym down, you know, a lot of gym gyms closed. You know, I, I was able to keep my moving and I became an online show host. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like when life happens, you have to respond. Right. Yeah. It's like you can't just let it just let it consume you. So if you got passion in your heart, you got to follow that passion. Yeah. And then you, you've got to appreciate the pivot, because even when you're riding high, regardless of a, of a covid hitting a gym or not, there's going to come moments in your life where you're just going to pivot just because that's that's the way life works. And if it's something that you're dreading all the time, then when the time comes to do it, it's going to feel so much more strenuous. Whereas if you keep yourself mentally and emotionally and spiritually and physically agile just through the the normal process of enjoying what you're doing and looking at new opportunities and always being open to different possibilities it's going to be so much easier and so much in harmony with who you are when you make that pivot you didn't pivot to be like okay well 
I'm going to stare at paint dry for an hour because <laughs> one, that's not very useful, but two, that's not who you are, right? You pivoted to doing a show, which is in line with your personality, which is in line with the motivational nature of who you are when you're working people through that workout. So you took uh, skills and tools that are already like part of the best parts of you and you just translated them. And that's the beauty of a pivot. A pivot is a translation of what already makes you great, what already makes you who you are. So I encourage people to, you know, not, you know, rush into a pivot, but to embrace it when it comes to them. Yes. And the key sentence you said in there was be open to possibilities. Mm -hmm. I, I find in working with my, with my clients, whether coaching clients or the fitness clients is people just have a preconceived notion of what, what's normal or what they're capable of. Yes. And then the more you, you, the more I talk with them and start pulling out their stories and pulling out their experience, I was like, you are loaded with a powerful arsenal yes. <laughs> and you're keeping it in a box. Yeah. <laughs> that said, so the purpose of this, this coaching program is to explode that box and then burn the box. So you yeah. can become who you are meant to be. And you said something really important there. Um, <clears throat> you said preconceived notion. And that is so powerful. And like one of the things that I talk about in the book is I view us as having like three minds. <clears throat> we have, um, see, even my, my body's like, stop me. Like, Don't say this to people. <clears throat> so we've got the conscious mind and we've got the subconscious mind. Mm. And right in the middle, we've got what I define as an e the ego. A clinical yep. psychologist probably won't define it the way I do. But the ego, as I describe it or define it, is way stronger than the conscious mind, but nothing compared to the subconscious. And the ego, as I define it, has one job in this world, and that's to keep you alive. Yeah. And all it knows is right now, with whatever money problems you have, with whatever relationship problems, business problems, even health problems, whatever problems you have, it knows you are alive right now, and it does not want to risk the status quo of yeah. what might happen if you change it, whether it's a positive change or a negative one. Because there are people out there right now who, no surprise, they want to be rich and famous. But you know, if you're famous for all the ego knows, is you're going to get a bunch of stalkers, and that's a threat to your survival. Yep. If you get money for all the ego knows, your in-laws are going to come out of the woodwork like, give me that money, give it all to me, another threat to your survival. So your ego loves you, and this is a misguided attempt at keeping you where you are just because it knows wherever you are right now, you are alive. It does not want to risk the status quo, which obviously, you know, skipping head brings me to the solution of if the ego is going to do that, and it's going to play into our fears and our doubts and our insecurities. It's going to talk us out of doing that second workout or that third workout or doing whatever else. You've got to find things that you enjoy enough so that when you enjoy them for the sake of enjoying them, it's harder for the ego to talk you out of it. And at least from my perspective, I've got the luxury of like law of attraction in the sense that these gratitude methods I teach and the visualization methods I teach, they bypass the ego. They access the subconscious mind. And then regardless of your belief system, whether you believe in the universe, which I do, or really just your subconscious mind, which is a very powerful supercomputer that can govern a lot of behavior, giving you ideas, having you a cadence in your voice, having you operate in a certain way that's going to lead to that result. One way or another, you're accessing that subconscious mind to either do the heavy lifting or reach out to the universe or both. And then the ego can't stand up to it. It'll fight, but it can't stand up. And the best part is once you get that new stage in life and the ego sees you're surviving there, it's going to fight, fight to protect that. That's why people who are making six figures and they get fired from their jobs, they're back to making six figures in another way, shape, or form within a year and a half because their new thermometer, their new temperature is at that level of money. Maybe they still have to struggle to get more of that money, but they're at that temperature. So it's a natural thing for them to achieve even when they're down in the dumps. Yes, absolutely. It's like we, we so speak the same language because <laughs> I talk about the power of the subconscious mind all, all the time. And I use the example... 
it's like a computer, you know. Yeah. So like you you turn on the you turn on the computer and it boots up, it runs through its checks and balances, it checks the web pages, and then it gets ready for you. And that's where the conscious mind comes into play. The computer is going to do what what you tell it to do. Yes. But the initial boot up, it does all on its own. So I tell people when your alarm clock goes off in the morning, you have things that you just do because that's what you do. Brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, take a shower, get dressed. Like you, you don't have to think about those things. And so to, pro, to reprogram your habits, that's why people say, you know, it takes tw 21 days to establish a new habit. It's, it's that 21 days to reprogram that habit into your subconscious mind so it just becomes normal. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many neural pathways going on. Basically what you're doing is you're walking a new path. So it's kind of like you look at the ground and there's same, that same track where people walk in, you know, <clears throat> there's footprints and there's like a depression. And then when people are looking like, which way do I go to like cross a field, they'll see that pathway. It's the same thing. Like what you're saying with the brain is you're making new uh, connections and there's new synapses and the neurons are firing in a different way. And once they get that familiar thing, which can be confidence, which can be resilience, which can be whatever that might be, you're going to nat more naturally walk that path. And then all of a sudden you'll be off to the races and you'll start getting momentum. And then, and my belief, you'll create more, more healthy uh, new pathways on top of that with a lot more momentum way more easily. Yes. It's like, I always say it's like a squirrel, you know? So like no matter where you live in this world, there's squirrels and squirrels are like the most stressed out species of animal ever. <laughs> you know, but, but I use that example because the squirrels are always on the lookout for danger, always. And as humans, we're actually programmed with that as well. Because long before we had televisions and supermarkets and houses, you know, we had... And one evening I'm sitting in a restaurant and I'm hearing two guys talking about Google AdWords, right? So there's a way to advertise online. You put an ad up. And people can call you and click on it and get to your site. Now, I didn't have a site. I didn't know anything about the internet. Again, I, I didn't study any of it in school, but I heard that. And this was 2003, I think, 2002, 2003. And I'm yeah. going back home that evening. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go online and I'm going to find what is this internet thing. How can we advertise online? So I went to Google and I started researching. I spent about, I don't know, five, six hours. And then I set up my first ad on Google. I didn't have a website, so I just put a phone number on top of the head, right? That's it. <laughs> I wake up a day after in the morning, my phone ring. We got our first client. Nice. Like, okay, this thing is working. Yep. Every day after that, we got a call, we got a call, we got a call, we got a call. So we suddenly, our business going from $250,000 a year to close to $3 million a year in less than two years. Wow, that's so, amazing. That, yeah, that was crazy. And we were... I think one of the first companies in the restoration space that advertise online here in the area. So wherever you went, I mean, we were always there. Yeah. There was no, nobody else competing. I, I remember people tell, telling me when we started, it's like, Idan, forget about the internet. Forget about Google. Stick to the ye yellow pages. Stick to the magazines. I'm like, I, I don't think so. I think there is something here. <laughs> I don't know about these yellow pages. It's going to die. And uh, yeah. See, and... It, I'm, I'm glad you said that because in, in my coaching program, I have one module that's all about assessing your support system because what you just said is it, spot on. Whenever you think or someone thinks they're onto something, there's always going to be other people saying, oh, that's not going to work. Don't do that. You should do this instead. Yeah. And, and I always say, don't listen to the ones who aren't doing it.
Exactly. <laughs> right? The ones who are, it's, always, it's always the unhealthiest people trying to give healthy advice. <laughs> you know, always. You know, it's always the people with no money trying to give people financial advice. <laughs> exactly. You know, I just I just kind of kind of a side note. Um, last week I spoke to a group of about 20 kids, anywhere between 15 to 18 years old. Mm -hmm. right? And we talked to them about growth and potentials and ability to really get where you want to get in life. And one of the things that came up, and it says, okay, but, and the kids brought it up, but my parents tell, telling me that, that my parents telling me not to do it. My parents tell me that I have to do that. And I asked them, with all the respect and love to your parents, do they have experience in doing what they're saying that they need to do or not? I'm like, no. Okay. So exactly. love and respect your parents, but you don't need to listen to them when it comes to things that they don't know. Right. So even as kids, when we just in our home, right, we already start with this brainwash of what work or what doesn't work. Yes. The world is changing so fast, so fast. And it's just going to get faster. So you have to ride the wave. Don't be behind it. Yeah. And, and, and I've always wondered now, I'm no psychologist, but by any means, although it seems that I know a lot about it, but I'm not one is like where where in life is that switch? Because when, when you have children, you're always teaching them to do do great, get good grades, do great things. You know, and we yeah. celebrate everything. And somewhere along the lines, it's like we just cut that positivity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know? I, I think even the positivity that we have as their parents is to some degree not that healthy, right? Because we need to nurture our kids. We need to give them a space for them to discover who they are. Like most yeah. of the parents that I know, they don't even know who they are. Yeah, right? true. I, my friends, you know, anywhere between 40 and 50 years old, we all go through the process of figuring out who we are. So who we think we are, if we don't know who we are, to tell our kids who they are. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, let me expand on that. Right. Let, let me explain. That. You know, what's funny is we know who we are. We just got shoved in, into a box somewhere wow. along the along the, along life. You know, because like, I knew because I told you, you know, before before we came live, I always wanted to be on TV. Like always. That was always my thing when I was younger. Like, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be on TV. And then somehow I spent 20 years as a restaurant manager. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so like in inside i always knew that's what i wanted yeah. but there's somewhere along the the, the the path in life we lose the belief that we can actually get it yeah. then, we, then we do things like this and then we highlight stories like yours you know coming from from israel and then coming here you know living in a one-bed apartment with five other people making no money for for the first five months like and to where you are now, a multi-million dollar company. Like it's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. What what you took basically nothing, came here with a thousand dollars in your pocket, and <laughs> to what you have now, it's an absolutely amazing story. And that's why why we do shows like this and highlight stories like yours. Yeah, yeah. So people yep. can understand that it's it's possible, right? Yeah. So yeah. One, one of the things, if, if we go back to the kids on, and, and, you know, for myself as well, it's when I switched my focus from what I want to have to who I want to become, mm. then a lot of things shifted for me, right? Yes. Because 
it's when I, because again, we're just starting with the story. There's the second part that I overstretch myself and, you know, it doesn't matter how hard I worked. I end up making the same amount of money. I went through more partnership. I went to more opportunities and I overstretched and, and that helped me really go on a journey to look internally and stop chasing, stop trying to change our world, the world outside of me because one day I, I kind of woke up and I says, listen, it, I, I work so much harder. I do so much more, but I'm stuck at this point of what's going on. This didn't make sense to me. And the ability to, and then I heard the sentence that somebody told me like, before you're trying to figure out the world outside of you, try to figure out the world inside of you. And that took me on a crazy journey. Of, I mean, I'm still on that journey. I still have huge goals, huge things that I want to keep uh, you know, growing as a person. And, and, and getting to, but uh, that really is a big shift. It's really working on yourself and, and start seeing the limited beliefs that, that we have. So we took, well, I mean, I'm single now, but when I was with my, my ex, we took the kids down to Hershey Park in Pennsylvania. And so we're driving through. I'm like, this dude was so famous. He has a town named after him. He has a museum. He has, he has a street. He has a complete theme park. And uh, just, just going right down the list, I'm like, that's that's a le- that's an amazing legacy. <laughs> you know? And I was like, damn it, I want museum status. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's like I'm not going to get museum status working in a restaurant. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. <laughs> like, I'd have to invent a new type of food in, in order to get that. <laughs> you know? And I'm not knocking that, that industry. But, like... You know, we're all going to pass away at some point. So it's a matter of what's going to be left behind. Yes. You know, and and like in, you know, Milton Hershey did something so amazing that he has all of that around him. So like, yes, absolutely. Who who do you want to become? And that's going to decide what you leave behind for others to follow. Yes. The person that you want to become will have everything that you want to have. The only reason that we don't have what we want to have is because we're not that person yet. Right. So it's working on ourselves, developing our skills. But also what I found through my own uh, journey, it's also my time here. You know, before I'm passing, I, I found a way to have, I mean, more compassion, more love. A, a meaningful relationship became a core of, of the way I look at, at business, adding value, uplifting people. And that completely changed my experience here. So instead of chasing all the time, you know, I find more love, more compassion, more togetherness, more, um, you know, brotherhood feeling with my team. Yes. I mean, when I started the process, when I started the journey, I met one, one of the guys that have been six years ahead of me in that process, right? All the spiritual search and meditation and goes deep within. Mm-hmm. Told me, Dan, you're going to see one point. You're going to even love your kids more. I'm like, okay, I love my kids from the second that they were born. How can I love them more? Yep. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I mean, 10 years now, it's like you, you, you just experience love differently. Yeah. Right. So it's it's absolutely there. So even before we live, we live this world, there is a much deeper and more profound way to experience reality today. Right. And that really that's really, I think, the key of everything. Forget about money. Forget about anything else. Of course, it's good. We want to get it. But that's really the core of everything. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because any funeral I've ever been to, no one's ever mentioned money. <laughs> <laughs> Not one. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so now you marry you marry the two companies, and so I know in two thousand four you bought your boss's company. So, like, let's talk mm -hmm. about talk about the process that led up to that. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that would just love to buy their boss's company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Now, now I'm the boss. Yeah. <laughs> the experience for us were different because we were so at, at that point we eighty percent of the work that we did was water and mold and fire, right? So we owned the equipment. Uh, we had a great relationship with the clients, right? And we, we said we don't want to do the car cleaning anymore because we really want to focus and start building that brand. And the guy that, that we work with says, listen, I want to stay in carpet. I mean, anyway, I'm kind of done with the business. I want to I wanna be out of it. And um, so we worked out a deal and uh, it was pretty smooth transition. It was very easy. Because um, again, it was kind of the end of his story in business we yeah. went through the big change he just didn't want to deal with it so we worked something out and we we took over it was a small company yeah and um, yeah and then we started building it i mean one of the things that we wanted to we think two guys heavy accent uh, at least we want to be able to say that you know we we own a company that's been in the market for x amount of years right so we're not brand new with everything right yeah. with our accents and everything so <laughs> that worked well yeah, so we grew into the restoration business. Um, Think went pretty well. Uh, again, a lot of learning, a lot of fast learning. Can you imagine how, I mean, we have zero business experience. Um, and then suddenly going from one truck to two trucks to five trucks to six trucks. Suddenly, how do we manage cash flow? The business work, the business, I mean, the growth was so fast. And then we, we have no experience of how do we manage cash flow? And then we... Sometimes we've been seeing ourselves, we have great months of sales, but there's zero profit. Like, where is the money? How do we control it, right? So there's a lot of things that we needed to face really, really fast. So that was a very hard but good learning experience. Then when Katrina happened, 2005, mm -hmm. we went out to Katrina, right? At that point, we had a few trucks. We have a lot of equipment, so we went out there. Beside the part, it was devastating to see the suffering. I mean, the people was really... Ugh. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the the other part is at night. Most of the re restoration company hang out together, right? So there's a one park that we kind of park the RVs or we put a tent out. And what I learned there is most of the restoration company, most of the owners that I met, average about you know four hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars in sales. And they've been in the business for 10, 15 years now. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I'm mm. in this country. I barely speak the language. I'm doing close to $3, 4000000 million a year now. What's going on here? Yeah, These guys are great guys. They're really passionate about the trade itself. They care about the clients. Uh, but what I noticed is that they are so busy talking about the equipment, the way they set up the van, how they clean the houses, how they extract the water. And my main focus is sell, strategy, culture. How do we build this thing, right? So I ask a lot of questions about how do I build the business? And they keep giving me answers about the equipment, about mm -hmm. how to work with the insurance company. And then I notice that there is a different view on the business, right? There's still the trade mindset. And I said, okay, if I know how to generate leads and I do it online, that means that I can generate leads anywhere. Yep. These guys are great guys. They can teach me more about the trade itself. 
So how can we work together? So I went back to LA and I spoke with, uh, with my team and then with my lawyer says, listen, I want to do something with these guys. How can I work with them in agreement that I'll provide leads, I'll provide support, and then we'll get to the point that we're pushing the same culture, the same idea all around the US. And he told me, oh, we're done. This is a franchise. Now, I didn't know anything about franchise. Mm. I never thought about the franchise. It was never in my mind. So I spent a few months really learning about franchise, how it works, spent time with the lawyers, start the process with some of the guys. And then we decided I want to franchise the company. So we start with a few guys, prove the concept, you know, spend a lot of time training, supporting them, being on the phone with them, really understanding the processes, really understand the support, really understanding how can we make the be the fresh start, the core of the company, how can we start teaching it to other people? And um, yeah, and this is how we became a franchise. That's amazing. So one reoccurring theme here is you didn't know a lot of stuff in the beginning. You oh, know? So yeah. just coming here, not knowing the language, you know, not really knowing or understanding the culture, even though we have 15 different cultures in this country. But, you know, not having enough money to, to really live comfortably. So sleep, sleeping on floors. You know, not you didn't really know about the restoration side of the business, and and you figured out a way to in, to integrate it. You know, not really knowing about opening the bank accounts and the, you know the other business things that that you needed to know, but you figured it out. Yeah. Said you had no business experience, but you figured it out. You focused on building your business. You focused on becoming successful. You never thought about franchising, so you learned about it. You figured it out. Yeah, and, you know, and that, like and that's that's the perfect essence of this show shut up and grind that's what you did you you could have complained about your journey you could have complained about not having enough money you could have complained about sleeping on the, on the floor in your apartment but you didn't you you went to work and you figured it out and i got to tell you i applaud you for that like this i mean we we still got 20 minutes to go but like you you've already you've inspired me <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to get off this podcast i'm like I'm, i need to write pitches i need to do this i need to make this connection <laughs> so this has been great so far all right so now you get the franchise up and running and then take me through the next phase yeah now the next phase was really a huge lesson for for me because at that point we right and this is where how much you believe that you deserve as a person right so when things start going good for us when we start seeing the franchise and that business we start you know and it's very unconscious it's really deep in instead of staying our course we start going into other partnership because i knew how to do marketing online Right. I knew how to start a franchise. I knew how to sell. I knew how to start working with software and things like that. So it's OK. So let me start now partnering with other businesses. So I partner as a marketing company with with retail stores and I build software for some other companies because I already have the team in place. Yeah. So what I did, I started stretching myself way too thin. Right. And it's all about I need to make money. This is what I need to do. I need to create all this partnership. I need to do that. I started investing in real estate. I flipped houses. <laughs> all the things that I did. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's, I'm thankful that it happened because it got me to where I am today. But at one point, I almost lost everything. Mm. Everything. When the real estate market crashed, this was after I flipped houses and I put a lot of investment into commercial buildings. 
Uh, right, the partnership that I I I put I really stretch myself way too thin. So there's a lot of things that I did was just because I I know today I know the explanation of it. Then I didn't know, right? I suddenly thought, oh, if I have success here, I can have success anywhere, right? But unconsciously, I what what's going on in my head is like I don't deserve it. So I need to find a way to ruin my own success, right? Mm-hmm. Today, and then I didn't see it. Yeah. And then I, then I really went through, uh, there was a few years that I basically gave up on all of my partnerships, right? At one point when I realized that I went to some of the partners, I said, listen, the business is yours. I don't care what is my part. I, I don't want to hear about it. I wish you all the best. I'm out of the business. I need yeah. to focus. I need to do one thing really, really well. So I went through Three years of really, I mean, a serious hardship. At that point, I was married. We had a twin girls. Suddenly, I'm finding myself with, you know, I'm having a hard time to pay the mortgage. Lots of the buildings have huge loans that I need to pay. My business is struggling. The the franchise is not growing as fast as it needs to grow. So suddenly, I'm going through this life-shaking event. Uh, There's a lot of stress, a lot of hardship. But I'm so thankful it happened. I'm so thankful it happened because that really made me uh, look internally and like, what's going on here? Why, how, looking at my journey, right? Um, right, drawing my journey, see how I made my decision. But what I did, I also faced my fears. Mm. I didn't run away from my fears. So when I see my own limited beliefs, when I start seeing where, where it came from, when I start seeing my, the metrics that I live in, instead of running the other way, I went full force into my fears, into where I felt that I have a lot of confidence. I, I realized that my confidence is not really built on my self-value. It's built on my external world, right? Um, my relationship in my life. I saw what is what what is based on, right? My relationship with my team, that is not, so I start seeing and I'm facing all this pain, but every time that I face something, it's transformed. Mm. And then I realized that just shine light on your fears. When you have a fear in front of you, walk through it. And I started with small changes, really small changes over a long period of time. So I changed the way you know, what I do when I wake up in the morning. I start practi- practicing appreciation. I start doing meditation. I start reading all the self-help books. I change a lot of my relationship. I change my environment. I understand that I'm responsible to 100% of my life. If it's good or if it's bad, it's all my responsibility, right? So when, when you live that way, it's like, okay, I know that I create the good and I create the bad, but both of them are good for me because there's so much that I'm learning from the bad, right? The bad is here really to show me, the universe is showing me, Idan, we want to shake you up a little bit. Your future can be so much bigger, but you have to go through this trans- transformation. All right, let's let's expand on, on that because that's, that's amazing and you're so right. And so many people go through that. I went through it through it myself. But, you know, three years of hardship, struggling, struggling in your relationship, franchise not growing, you know, having limited beliefs, 
but the whole the whole key sentence in there is you said you faced it. Yeah. You faced it head on. And too many times people don't face it. They let it consume them. They try to bury it with alcohol, drugs, you know, sex, like there's so many other, you know, food. And they just try to bury it. And then all you're doing is you're slowly just speeding up the onset of death. <laughs> That's pretty much what it boils down to. Yeah. But but the thing that you said, which I highlighted up on the screen, was to shine light on your fears. Like that is a, like I'm probably going to turn that into a meme. Right? It's like shine light on your fears. That's I mean, I can't even really express how powerful that is. Yeah. So you were going through all of that and the way the a majority of Americans think, you know, you probably could have just threw in the towel and people would have would have ju justified it for you. Oh, well, you know, you were going through this and you had to take care of your, your relationship and you had to do this. Yeah. And but no, you blocked out that noise. You said, you know what? This train's still moving forward. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So you face your fears and just talk about the process of just getting through all those hardships. Yeah. So it was, look, it was very hard. Um, I mean, really so blessed that I have my family to support me, right? So my wife is there with me. I mean, suddenly I'm going through weekends that I'm depressed <laughs> because it's just not easy. Like there's some things that you don't want to realize about who you are and like what got you to where you are. And, and there, there's one thing that I kind of start looking at it. I call it an emotional DNA, right? So we talk a lot about DNA. So I'm looking about the emotional DNA. Like yeah. where, did, where did I get the idea of relationship, my relationship to money, my relationship to my wife, relationship to my kids, and really seeing all that. Um, when I start, right, so I call it in one of the books, I talk about the journey from a victim to a creator, right? So how you go through that process. So I started with everything is happening for me. I'm, I'm stuck. Everything sucks, right? And then, I, then when I start going through some changes, it's like, okay, I believe now that I can make some changes. There's some lights here, right? Because I start changing my practices. I'm seeing my mood change. I'm start seeing some relationship shift. Then I went to a place of, you know what? I I know I can make some changes. You know, I can. I know I can make. You know, I see that I make changes and things are happening. And this where where you go from victim to you believe to you know, and then one day you wake up and you say, okay, I can really create my life. Yeah. I can really decide what is important to me. And I can start designing the person that I want to become to be aligned with the way I want to experience life. So putting value first, putting meaningful relationship first, right? So taking money out of the center of my life because my identity, my sense of security was based on how much money, what can I buy? And when I shifted in, my sense of existence based on my ability to learn, my ability to evolve, my ability to deeply connect with people that I love, then suddenly you feel free. You feel empowered. There is a flow that works with you. And when that is the center, everything becomes so much easier. <laughs> so much easier and so much fulfilling, right? And at that point, I mean, once I really advanced through that process, my businesses just took off in, in a crazy way. I mean, everything just start falling into place. The right people are coming in because your sense of self, 
is going up. You love who you are. You start nurturing yourself, right? So my relationship with my with my wife, with my kids, with my with the friends that I really care and connected with, everything starts really evolving and and getting so much deeper and meaningful. And when you do it every day, you have so much energy, right? I don't need to pretend. I don't need to try to fit in. Mm-hmm. I'm just being me, right? And I'm there with people, and things are just working. Yeah, so that's a beautiful journey from victim to creator, and everybody can do it. I have, there's nothing special. It's just facing your fears. Just go through that process. Start making small changes over a long period of time. What drives me crazy is when I see people setting up these crazy goals, and they want to be there in 30 days. Mm. Right, I see business owner that making three hundred thousand a year, and they want to make three million dollar by the end of this year. I'm like, listen, this is just not fair for yourself because you don't give yourself enough space, right? So stop overestimating what you can do in one year, right? Because we overestimate, but then we underestimate what we can do in five years or ten years. Mm. So people are sometime, and listen, this is exactly how I was. Is too too much of like a short short mindset kind of things like i need i need it now if it's not going to happen now it's not good i'm going to give up no this is where we're going to build the next 10 years yep right and this is how you can get to where you want to get so work hard but have patience at the same time so so true spot on 100% spot on but again out of everything you just shared the biggest takeaway that I got was once you realized everything was your fault. Yeah. That's when the things change. Cause too many times it's all about this. Yeah. Like, I'm not here because of this, because of that, because of this one, because of that one. Once you internalize it, and, and again, I'm guilty of of myself. It's like, oh, you know, my my ex held me back, or this boss held me back, or this happened because of my business partners. And <laughs> and then fi- finally it was like, you know what? It's like I'm here because I put myself here. Yes. It's like I allowed the ex to hold me back. I allowed the business partners to do that to me. And it's like like once I finally said, you know what? I just need to just put everything out in the universe. This is what I did. This is Rob Foster. The good, the bad, the ugly. This is all of it. Yes. And then once I put it out there, it's like, you know what? Now I can move forward. Yes. You know, now I can move forward. So people can ask me about any aspect of my life. Said the good, the bad, the ugly, and I'll share it because I have nothing to hide. It all shaped who I am. It all shaped it, and now I can just charge forward. And then, and then you take all of those bad, you know, how we started this, talking about your journey and the struggles that you that you went through to get to where you are. So I just take those parts of my life. Yes, I I was here. I did this. You know, I climbed up. Then I did this, and it's all part of part of the journey to to where you are. Yeah. Look, we all going through our unique experience. We all going through. Whatever we need to go through to evolve, right? I, I really think that we are here to evolve. This is this yeah. is my core belief. Like we need to evolve. We're here to grow as a human being. We're here to impact other people. We're here to really enjoy life. You know, we all want to be happy, right? Yeah. So instead of making happiness as an abstract thing, think what is the thing that you can do every day that make you happy? Like I'm sure if I'm going to ask you, like what makes you happy? Uh, Being with great friends. Okay. Going on a walk in in the morning, making whatever, right? So just focus on the things that make you happy and happiness will come, right? If, if, uh, 
a huge thing that I wish I see more people. I mean, this is something that had a huge impact on my life. Practice appreciation. Yeah. At least there's two people. I think there's every second two people are dying. That there's yeah. two people. Two people just die. Two people just die. Two people just die. Yep. And we are still here. Yep. This is pretty awesome. That's pretty <laughs> amazing. <laughs> two people died. We're still here. This is a good place to be. So practicing appreciation, really focusing on what you do have, right? Yeah. Your health, being here, breathing. Just appreciate it because that immediately will put you in a, in, in, in a better mindset. When you're in a better mindset, you see more opportunities. When you're not in a good mindset, you see more difficulties. Yep. So just the idea of putting yourself in a better mindset by practicing appreciation, just that by itself will open up more opportunities. See, and let's illustrate straight there, right? So for the people listening, and even you right now, I want you to focus on a yellow car. Just, just get it in your mind. Focus on a yellow car. And I guarantee for the rest of the day, you're going to see every yellow car you drive by. <laughs> every single one. And it, it's that easy. So like that's just to, to illustrate straight his point. When you focus on the good, you see good. You focus on bad, you're going to see bad. And yeah. if, if all you're projecting is that negative energy, guess what kind of energy is going to come back to you? It's going to be negative. All right. So we got about five minutes left. All right. So you went through that whole journey and you wrote a couple books. Let's talk about those books. Yeah. So even the books, so my, I'm looking for ways to keep expanding myself because I see it's all about facing my fear. So if you ask me a year ago, if there's any chance that I'm going to write a book, the answer is absolutely no. Right. So when uh, COVID started, kind of like your, your story, I'm thinking, okay, how can I add more value? How can I even push it down harder? So, you know what? Let, let me try, write a book, even though it sounds crazy to me. So I sit in front of the computer. I says, you know what, just, just write a few chapters. If somebody is sitting in front of you and you want to share with them a little bit, how would you go about it? And I broke it into chapters. The day after I come, I spend another hour. Day after another hour, another hour. Ten days after, I have a book. So that's how really the idea of the book started. Nice. And so I wrote the first book is Get Out the Track and How to Build a Business of Your Dream is really showing business owner how to look at their business as a system. The second book is really all about mindset, right? And this is, I have the book right here with me, right? The idea of how can you evolve over a long period of time is really summarizing. It's not really summarizing, it's expanding on the conversation that, that we had today is who you are, what you care about, who's the person that you won't become, and how can you start nurturing yourself and making small changes over a long period of time, right? So this, this is the second book. And then when you go to get out the track that life, I created a, a lot of short videos. We have about 35 short videos, I think, right? Talking about building a company, transforming your mindset, going through evolution, and even the videos, I mean, Four or five years ago, my biggest fear was to speak in front of people. Mm. The biggest fear. And I just pushed myself through it. I, I made myself go. I, I mean, I really forced. I remember the first time that I drove to meet with a group of 10 people that I set up my, myself to speak with them. And the entire way I'm sweating, my mind is like, turn back there, come up with a story, come up with a story. You're not going to do it. So I just, I, this is this is part of the process. So I'm still in that process, right? So part of my personal growth as I'm expanding, I want to share more. 
right? I want to express who I am. And, and really, there is a lot of great business owners out there that are just stuck in the truck. And um, they're great people. And I really think that if they will introduce new discipline into their life and into their business, they're really going to be able to get out of the truck and really build the business that they want to build, that they want to own and live the lifestyle that they want to have. I believe that if a business owner does well, you know, the family do well overall, right? There's less stress, there's more love, they have more freedom, and that really impacts also the community that they're in. So if people really adopt the be the fresh start attitude, that will have an impact on their families, on their team, on the community. And this is something that I'm very passionate about. That's that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. And I really think here's an idea, because like I'm a visionary, my mind's always going. Good. For book three, <laughs> right? For book number three, you should write something towards for people who like don't have a college degree. Because oh. <laughs> here in this, cause like I don't have one. I dropped out of college three times, <laughs> and but so, but here it's like pounded down your throat that if you don't have a college degree, you're doomed to be flip, flipping burgers flip, or pumping gas for the rest of your life, and that's so not the case. Like just going through your journey for this last hour, like that's just what kept swirling in, in my mind. I said, let me wait till we get to the topic of this book before I throw that out there. But just what you went through, you could you could write an entire book on that and just gear it towards people who just think that they don't have any options in life. Right? Yeah. You came here with a thousand dollars in a dream. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much what it boils down to. A thousand dollars in a dream, and here you are now. You know, it's an amazing, amazing journey. And thank you for joining us and sharing it. Absolutely. Thank you. That's My pleasure. Yeah. So you guys can get a copy of this book here. It's the links up on the screen. Let me put it in the comment section as well. All right. So it's get out of the truck dot life. All right, Don, give us some final words. No, I just, you know, I wish for people to, you know, kind of the same as my own journey. Everything that happened for you, good or bad, it's happening to teach you something. So get out of the victim mentality and start really seeing how the universe want to help you. There is a way to make it happen. And yeah, that's it. All the best. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thank you very much for jo joining us. Um, don't, don't sign out. Okay. You got it. All right. All right. Take care. All right. So another great episode. Number 41 is in the books. Tell me if you guys were not inspired by that journey or if you joined in late, Go back, spend the hour, and just listen to a Don story. It's it's absolutely amazing. So whenever we want to talk about the negative things that go on in this country and how there's lack of opportunities or, or whatever, his proof, his man is an Israeli immigrant who came to this country with a thousand dollars in a dream, and he built a multi-million dollar franchise. So th if that's not the epitome of shut up and grind. I don't know what is. <laughs> so again, thanking Adon for joining us, sharing his stories, sharing his experience, drops lots of knowledge. I got an entire page of notes <laughs> from the things that I got from, from his, from his uh, talk with us today. You know, get that book, get out of the truck that life. Um, you can reach, uh, I forgot to ask him about, about his, his social circles, but you have his name there. So look him up on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm sure he's on all of them. And if you want to pick his brain, 
pick his brain. So that's why I have him on the show so he can share his experiences with you. So feel free to reach out. I'm sure he'd love to uh, to help help you talk some things through. All right. So that's all I got for you. As you guys know, I always say it. There's always going to be mountains in front of you. You got to make yourself stronger to climb it. All right. That's the essence of shut up and grind. Have yourselves a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore b underscore foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. Got. Yeah. No, yeah. I just think it makes for a more a more powerful show. Yeah, it makes it a longer show, but I just think it's a more powerful show when people can actually see and feel what you went through. Well, and it leaves room for for stories and examples and things like that that really make something land. Because it's one thing to tell somebody something in a sentence, but it's the examples and it's the context that really makes something land. And then they're empowered to do something about it. All right. Can you see the the, the comment on the screen? Probably the hardest thing to spin positive is when you get treated badly and it's someone else. Ooh, and it gets piled on instead of resolved, making it mm, interesting. So. When it's somebody else, um, that opens up a whole bunch of possibilities because is it someone that like, like it's at work and you're stuck and you can't do something about it? You know what I mean? It's like what's in the context of that? But I, I would say this, um, and I don't even know if it's the, the most positive way to go about it, but I refuse to let someone who's negative effectively live rent-free in my head because then it's like I'm letting them win. So it becomes a thing where it's like, all right, if I can think positive about this person and this situation, I will. If I can think positive about this person, I will. But if I can't, I will think positive about something else. Either way, I will direct my mind to whatever extent I can towards something positive because you can't think good and bad at the same time. It's one or the other. So if it's within your ability to have forgiveness for this person or to, to list good qualities about them, cool. But if they don't deserve it or if you can't bring yourself to that, then put your positive focus on anything else. Even if it's just somebody, you know, something that has nothing to do with this person, your best friend, the best job you worked, your first crush, your first kiss, like anything that's positive in your life that you could put your focus on instead. It's all just about, you know, getting a breath in and breathing and just departing from that negative experience. That's 
the best thing I would say. Uh, Robert, I don't know how you feel as you're hearing me say that. Yeah, yeah. Everything you said, you said was spot on. I would just add on when people do things like this, Sally, it's emotional control. Hmm. It's emotional control. So it's a it's a different extreme, but the the, the example holds 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 the same. Like I don't I don't let racial things happen to me. I mean, like when people say racial things, I don't let it bother me. Bounces right off, like that whole ru rubber glue thing from when we were kids, <laughs> right? And the, and the whole sticks and stones may break my bones. It's, it's the same scenario. If somebody has a problem with me for my appearance, that's on them. That has nothing to do with me. Not one thing. I know who I am. I'm a firm, firm believer in the things that I stand for. I know the good I do in this world and the, the, the people I, I inspire and I reach and I connect with. So whatever somebody else has to say about me, that's their problem. And they will never, ever take control over my emotions. So if you let them take control of your emotions, that's when you have to stand back and ask yourself why. Yeah. So, so that's all. And that Sally, you know, again, I'm not sure about the, the specifics of this example. Is it someone random that they they, they never met or someone that they know? Um, oh, let's see here. It happened to me this morning. I put healing dreams on. It helped. So to resolve it, though, I mean, I don't know if it's if it's a person that it keeps happening over and over again. But um, one thing I do and I haven't spoken about it um, on this conversation is, is something called scripting. And scripting is basically journaling your life in the present tense as if it's your dream life. So something like this, I might be scripting. What what can I script to what extent, to what specificity that it feels good? If it, if it feels good for me to say, this person treats me great every single day, fine. But for most people, that doesn't feel real. So you might script something like, I'm so happy and grateful that this person is getting better and better at how they treat me. I'm getting better and better at inviting good, positive behavior from people. I'm so grateful that pleasant surprises pop up. I'm so grateful that people see the error of their ways and they, they mature and grow as people. Like whatever level of generality or specificity you can give as you're writing out, it will hopefully give you relief. If it doesn't give you relief, it's too specific. But once you've got it spread out enough that it feels good, you might be surprised at the energy that you put out there and the intent on how that will actually be mirrored in your real life three-dimensional experience. Well said. And this is what, what she just responded to. Oh, stimulant. So I'm just reading that stuff for people like it's mail service, close my account, stimulus check is in there and a check for my bank account. Um, ooh, okay. So for me, <laughs> thank you for the example. So I would do two things in this. And again, we're, we're reaching out here, but I want to give this yeah. to you. One, this is something now we're, we're out of the realm of your control, in my opinion. This is where you give up control. You say, listen, I'm turning this over to the universe. Because the thing is, you don't need the stimulus check or don't want it. You want money. Meaning, can the money come in another way? Is there another way by which, maybe it, maybe the stimulus check is the way by which it comes, but is money not available in other possible ways? I would open myself up to the, um, you know, basically to the opportunity for money to come in to replace this because nature abhors a vacuum. So one, this is out of your control. Give up control of this. Um, the most recent example where that happened to me, I was so stressed all day, I finally gave up control, twist, you know, tossing and turning at night. The next morning, it actually did work out. I'm not saying it's going to work out. I'm saying that's your best shit for making that work out. But again, even besides giving up control and turning it over to a higher power, just say, this isn't about the money from that check. It's about inviting money in. And what way, how, I'm so happy and grateful that money does have a way of getting to me in any way, which way or form. And maybe you will see other opportunities or you will think of other opportunities to allow that money to be received by yourself. And I know you probably hate to hear this, but the closing of your account, it might serve you in some way down the line that you won't see 
until the moment comes. Rest in that comfort because that will bring better stuff to you more quickly. And that's a per perfect way to perfect way to close there. That was that was awesome. Spot on. And then Sally says, thanks. She will practice this today. Awesome. So, You're awesome. awesome, Sally. You got this. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So let's give us a we'll give you the final word. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, um, Robert, thanks so much for having me, man. I can tell by the intentionality of, of your questions and how you're doing things. You've got a, an awesome show and an awesome audience. So I really appreciate you. you letting me, you know, share my my insights and, and my way of thinking with them. And I'm just hoping it was really helpful and that I left some value here for today. I know your part of it was awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. This was great. All right. So again, you see the link here for his book, lastlawofattractionbook.com. And how much is the book? Um, well, the Kindle version is only four bucks, um, but that nice. that that link will auto forward to the Amazon listing so you can get in Kindle or paperback or Audible. And if you don't want to pull out your wallet, but you want free content, you can go to YouTube.com slash Andrew Cap and uh, you'll have uh, me teaching you for free. So whether it's the book or the YouTube, I hope you find value from my content. YouTube.com slash Andrew Cap. Yes. All right, I'll put that in the chat. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Marianne said, thank you for your time, gentlemen. Our pleasure. Thank you, Marianne. All right, man. Thank you very, very much. Uh, don't, don't sign out yet. Yes, sir. All right. All right, guys. What an awesome, awesome episode. So for people who just tuned in now, if you missed this, go back and watch it from the beginning. If you can spend an hour wa watching sports or soap operas, take an hour and Listen to this episode as we go, we go deep, we go deep into the mindset, deep into the law of attraction, deep into you manifesting the things that you want in your life. Cause you know, that's what this show is all about. Life's going to give you mountains. We're going to make you mentally strong enough to climb those mountains, reach the peak. Cause what you want is at that peak. All right. So have a great Tuesday. I am back tomorrow with Latanya and we're going to have another great show. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.